You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and online at fanstreamsports.com. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays, and be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to check out our brand new Patreon page for premium content, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered, if you're looking to get some more access with us and uh, we'll be actually doing a raise fan zoom chat conversation meeting this sunday too oh wait is that foreshadowing is somebody coming on that has been on that zoom chat previously you would be correct ulysses that is one melissa herrera dedicated listener and og she's been listening to the locked on raise podcast since episode number one yes believe it or not i don't know Quite- how many people out there that listen to us have listened uh since day one but melissa is one of probably the few and uh like uh we said uh on our conversation with her i, I wouldn't want to listen to those episodes necessarily yeah. but i'm happy that they weren't so bad that, <laughs> that she stopped listening so i'm glad that that that, that we have her on today Quite frankly, I, I think uh, if I could go back and do a redo of some of those episodes, audio editing, um, again, we are just getting started. Uh, yes. Just getting started. Give us a break here. I, I think yeah. we've got a, a good chemistry now and going further. So, yes, uh, Melissa Herrera will be joining us. If you're looking to be a guest host, a one-time guest host like Melissa, if that is something you might be interested in, what is that from? Is that something you might be interested in? That is from uh, Entourage, the the movie producer guy. Would that <laughs> is that something yeah. that might interest you? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, if it is something that might interest you, uh, you can email us at lockedonrays at gmail for more details on that. Without further ado, here's us with Melissa Herrera. So we have a special guest host. Dedicated and longtime listener, Melissa Herrera. Melissa, thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? Hey, good morning. I'm good. How are you doing? We are doing very well. I think I can speak for Ulysses in the fact that uh, the Rays took care of business against the Toronto Blue Jays very easily the last couple of days. Now we just, I mean, the, the downside, I guess, is we're I uh, got to wait, uh, have no baseball, have no raised baseball for several <laughs> days uh, up until Monday when they face the uh, big, bad New York Yankees in San Diego. Um, speaking of that, Melissa, we wanted to first ask you um, how you think the Rays are doing, how they're playing, how what's kind of your confidence level going into this ALDS against the Yankees in San Diego? Um, I, I mean, I think they played really well against Toronto. Um, unfortunately, I missed the first part of 
the third or the second game because I was working. But um, the, like just the way that they came out and just took care of business in that second game, um, I just thought like these guys are really like they want it. And um, I, the Yankees do make me a little bit nervous because um, just of the whole, you know, just the history that even just in the shortened season, how like um, just hot it's gotten, you know, between the two. Um, I do worry about like, I, I'm wondering like how long we'll make it without like a suspension or if we'll make it through the series without like suspensions, which I guess obviously could be appealed and you wouldn't have to serve it in the postseason. But, um, <laughs> but it just, it does make me nervous that like, I don't know, fights can break out because it's just such a, it's just such a tense, like, situ- you know, everybody wants to win. And, and so that, I, I mainly worry about that. I think they can do it, but I just worry, you know, I don't want the Yankees getting in their heads or something. So. This is a good uh, prop bet right here. Melissa is alluding to, will there be <laughs> suspensions during the, the Yankees Rays uh, series, Kevin? That is a great prop bet. And I'm going to go on the record and say, no, if Araldis Chapman didn't get suspended for the crap he pulled. In fact, his suspension got suspended until 2021. <laughs> Must be so, nice to wear pinstripes. Yeah. And unless, you know, Mike Brousseau <laughs> swings a bat at Araldis Chapman's head, I don't know if uh, any Rays or Yankees are getting suspended in this series. Although you never know, maybe they're, there will be a no tolerance policy in the playoffs and that sort of thing. Yeah. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a real, real fun series. I, I still think we're waiting on the game times, but um, yeah. Melissa, Ulysses, I, I, I would expect that you would think that they would want to put this in prime time, given all the, the history of these two clubs this past season and then previous seasons. And the fact that of course it's the New York Yankees that are going to, playing it you know they could they of the poor they'd still want to put them on prime time that's well, my assessment anyway well, well you hit the nail uh, on the head right there because it, it's always the yankees that get prime time right so now that it's against the rays are they going to get the rays version of like well no you're only playing the rays so you get the 2 p.m slot time no way <laughs> i would expect uh you know tbs or whoever it is i think it's tbs um, to, to be showing the game uh, on primetime. And that'll make a lot of Rays fans happy, including you, Melissa, right? There, you won't need to miss any Grand Slams <laughs> or Zunino bombs anymore. Yes, I mean, I missed two unicorns, like, happening in <laughs> one game because I was at work. So <laughs> it was so frustrating. So, and I did read a story yesterday that I guess Aaron Boone is trying to say they're becoming as the underdogs or whatever. So I'm hoping that that doesn't like take off because I can't imagine anything more annoying than watching the game and listening to the announcers take that one down, down the pipe with, Oh, they're the underdogs. They've had so many injuries. Like, yeah, I don't know if I'll make it through sober, but like, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm hoping at least that ESPN and TBS and and the national media gets uh, Brandon Lau's name correct. And, Blake Snell's name correct and Pete Fairbanks's name correct. I mean, you you would hope that maybe they'll they'll learn some of these Rays players' names. Um, is you that know, how low the standard is now for national media and the Rays? Like, just get yeah. the names right. That's how low it has gotten. This is sad. 
They, they can't hire a, you know, a pronunciation guide person, you know, some intern that can really, really spell it out or say it into their ear. Hey, this is how you pronounce. Not even that. Brandon Not Lyle's even that. Name. But like, if you're in national media, I know that it's all, you know, really it's 10 corporations that have it all. But like, if the umbrella, you know, flagship goes, hey, let's get somebody from the local coverage, a Rich Hollenberg, a, a, a Brian Anderson, a Dwayne Stats, and, and have them on the booth, maybe just as a guest host for a couple innings or something like that. I think it would add so much to that. Michael Kay for the Yankees, you know, bring him in. I, I know maybe contractual um, right. agreements might be a, a bit of an issue here, but I'm sure that there is a way that these big companies can make it happen. Yeah, I think for that to happen, it would certainly make sense if Fox has coverage of these games to bring on the local regional right. television coverage or whatnot. Um, all that said, Melissa, uh, I want to get kind of a head start on your prediction on how you think this best of five series will shake out. Of course, this is a little bit different because the Rays and Yankees are playing in that bubble format in San Diego, and they're playing consecutive days. It could be as many as five straight games played back to back to back to back to back. Yeah, I I mean, I, I, I think it'll be, I'm hopeful that it'll be done in four games, but, um, but I, I kind of feel like it might go to five this, this with them playing in, um, going into like just this a stadium they haven't been in this year. I can't remember um like how many games they played last year in San Diego. Um but just I feel like it might end up stretching to five just because maybe like there's you're, uh, there's a couple people except for you know Hunter Renfro that are unfamiliar with that could be a little bit unfamiliar with the with the ballpark. So I'm hopeful for four. I mean three obviously the dream but I feel mm-hmm. like you know, realistically it could be like four. Um so I'm going to go with four. Okay. Ulysses and I, I think we'll save our official predictions until Monday show, but I like where you're going, Melissa, for the fact that um, the Rays, I, I think nobody would disagree that uh, they have the edge in pitching in bullpen depth, rotation in bullpen depth. And if you have yeah. to stretch to your number four and number five starter, yeah, I'll take Ryan Yarbrough and Josh Fleming over mm-hmm. whatever else the Yankees are going to throw out. Another thing, too, that I think we have to keep in mind, can Ulysses, Melissa, can uh, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton stay healthy? Are, are their knees and calves going to stay, stay upright for five games back to back to back to back to back? I don't know. That That's a big question here. Yeah, but but is it Turf and Petka? Because then they're screwed, according to Giancarlo. So that that's yeah. going to be an issue right there, right? I mean, it, so it's not Turf. Okay, maybe it's the lights this time. You know, there's always an excuse if you're a Yankee guy. Uh, I think I, look, the health is going to be very important, and I don't. You know what? I I don't really care about that as much as I care about the race pitching. The race pitching needs to do what they keep doing. And it's going to be very difficult to do it in four games, like Melissa says, or even five games straight for that bullpen to be nails five days in a row. Uh, how much you know rest are you going to give guys? We saw Nick Anderson go 28 pitches and then seven pitches for a total of a little bit under 40. But um, how many times can he do that? Can he go three times in a row back to back to back? Uh, it's it's Diego Castillo is going to have to be used and a lot of Rays fans sweat 
when Diego is on the mound. He's good, but, but that doesn't mean that we don't sweat <laughs> when we see his strut uh, around the mound. So I, I think it's going to be a very difficult series, and it's going to depend a lot on the race bullpen, not not really uh, on, on, on that offense. If the bullpen is hot, uh, the race the take it. Yeah, right. I wonder if and, we'll see the um, Kevin Crash moments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say Ulysses, do you want to take that prop bet? Will we see at least one Kevin Cra- a crash moment? For the hope, uh, for, for, for my mental sanity, my mental health, I really hope that we don't. So I'm, I, I have to keep my sanity in place. So I'm going to go with no Melissa. <laughs> wow. Okay. If that Sorry. happens, then I think <laughs> Ulysses is going to have to vote for uh, Kevin Cash for AL Manager of the Year. Put in his, uh, do his mail-in vote there. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Uh, No, but it'll be exciting, that's for sure. It's very difficult to not make a mistake, especially when you're going against a team like the Yankees, obviously. So Kevin Crash moments can happen and could happen. You just hope that if they were to happen, that the team picks him up. You know, batters pick up the pitchers. Pitchers pick up the batters. Well, you know, sometimes it's the players that have to pick up the, the manager's bad decision. And, and and the Rays have done that. So hopefully if there is one, then the players can be like, okay, Kevin, you usually have our back. We have your back right now. Yeah. Right. And Melissa, I think you made a great point. And then we'll move on to um, your Rays background and fandom um, about Petco Park and that being kind of unfamiliar grounds. I know the race played there last year. I can't remember exactly how many games, but I think the fact that having Hunter Renfro and Manny Margot, who have a lot of experience in that ballpark and who knows, maybe they reach out to maybe some of the teammates reach out to their former teammates, the likes of, you know, Jake Cronenworth. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they, they hung out a lot of the minors, uh, uh, Will Myers, Tommy Pham, Kirby. I mean, you could kind of, I'm sure those guys don't want to see the Yankees in the ALCS or, or the World Series. So maybe you, you do a little intel there with that. And I think just the fact of Petco Park being known as a very uh, pitcher-friendly park maybe prevents some of those home runs that normally would go yard in Yankee Stadium or some mm-hmm. other place. Maybe they're able to keep more of those in the ballpark, which you think would help the Rays with more of their, their small ball approach there. Okay. Uh, moving on, Melissa. So a little background on you. I know you grew up a Cincinnati Reds fan. Um, did you actually grow up in Cincinnati? What's kind of your, your, uh, background a little bit? Um, I, uh, I wish I would have grown up in Cincinnati a little bit more because it was such a fun time there. And it's like a, a pretty good, you know, baseball, anytime you can live in like a baseball town, obviously is, is fun. Um, but we moved to Ohio when I was three, and um, we were there until I was about like eight years old, and then we, and then we moved away. Um, but when we lived there, like we would go to the rate of Jesus, <laughs> the Reds games at um, <laughs> Riverfront Stadium. <laughs> so you go to the old Riverfront Stadium and uh, watch the games, and it was just it was just so much fun. And like the city, especially like I mean, um, 1990, they won the World Series. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and I was living there like at that time. Um, and so like, just, just the way they like would put their, you know, uh, put the, the city would just get behind the team and everything was just, it was just really, it was just really cool how they would do all the, all the stuff they would do. And, um, 
and we would go to the games and it's just some of my earliest like baseball memories. And so, I mean, I still follow them. I still, you know, hold them in my national league heart, but, um, but yeah, it was, I, I really because when we moved, we didn't like, we were in the panhandle in Florida. So like, there's no, there's no baseball up in there. Except so you for took, minor league. <laughs> so, right. So you took the Reds home to Florida and it took a while until, you know, the, the, the devil race came about 98. When did mm-hmm. that love for the race become uh, official? When did you say, Hey Reds, I found somebody else uh, there in Florida and uh, they're a good spunky team. Um, it was probably like around 2010, uh, 20, like I followed them. But as far as like just really like digging in, it was probably like 2010, 2011 for me. Um, so, yeah, then I still haven't been back to Cincinnati to go. Um, I'd like to see a game in the new ballpark. And actually, we have planned to go this year because the Rays were going to play Cincinnati um, like they would have. And um, so like we had actually like already we haven't bought our plane tickets yet, but we have booked a hotel room and. Like we were planning uh, to go, and then like I'm like we we're gonna see two games and like you know, so you know kind of split like my support over the two days, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but it was gonna be a hard decision. But like yeah, I mean COVID ruins everything, so yes. um, so we didn't get to go. So I just uh, hopefully they'll have like a, you know it's not often that they're they play each other, so um, so hopefully we'll yeah you know, I'll get the chance, but. I'd like to go up there and just see like their, their ballpark. I hear good things about it. So. Well, Ulysses, uh, Melissa and I have that in common because I also grew up as a Reds fan and supporter growing up in Southern Indiana near Louisville, Kentucky, where of course the triple a affiliate of the Reds is based in Louisville. So, and mm-hmm. the Reds games were broadcast on the regional Fox sports station. And I was able to go to a game at great American ballpark uh, when King Griffey Jr. was in uniform. So got to see the guys like, like uh, all those guys, Brandon Phillips, all those guys kind of work up through the ranks. That's why I picked the Reds to uh, down the Braves. Of course, that did not happen. They didn't even score a run in the uh, best of three wild card uh, series. So that's unfortunate. In fact, all of my picks pretty much have been, uh, not all of them, but a lot of them have uh, been duds. But we'll, we'll have to dive into that at uh, another time. Well, Melissa, you, you joined um, the Rays fandom at a good time when the Rays were, yeah. <laughs> you know, not the devil Rays and, and they're starting to roll as a franchise. And when you started to watch them and in watching them, um, did you have a favorite player that you rooted for? Who was kind of your guy um, when you first started watching the Rays? Um, I mean, Evan Longoria, he, um, you know, I mean, he's just, he's, he's so good. Like he was just, that was a really good time for him too, because he had mm-hmm. only he'd kind of just gotten with the team. Um, or you know, been with the team a couple of seasons by the time I was like really starting to pay attention. So um, so I mean, yeah, he was probably like my favorite to watch and um just I mean he just like the stuff he would do in the community too was like always just and that's always nice to see, like just people um using their platform to to do things in the community, but then just, I mean, he was a good player and he, and he always seems like just really have a good attitude. And, um, so he, he was just always really fun to watch. 
Ooh, Melissa and I agree. Longo is the man. Now, I honestly thought Melissa would go with Ben Zobrist. I had picked you up as a, as a Ben Zobrist fan. Am I too far away for that pick? Is he your number two or is he nowhere to be found? I would say like he's like in, uh, I would say like he could be like a number two. Okay. Sure. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> um, so Melissa, you're based in the central Florida Orlando area. Is that correct? Yes. We're like just right outside of Orlando. Okay. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this, but um, <laughs> I guess it was several months ago, maybe even last year, all the time is running together. Uh, Orlando magic co-founder Pat Williams uh, devised this plan or idea, this, this grassroots movement to try to draw a major league baseball franchise to Orlando. I think he wanted to call it the Orlando dreamers had a crappy logo, a, uh, <laughs> a, a kind of low rent press conference, did all that sort of stuff. Um, all that aside, uh, we know Orlando is a growing area and uh, you know, um, central Florida, a lot of big population, a lot of tourists, things like that. What do you think about the viability um, of a, of a pro baseball team and an MLB team in Orlando at some point, do you think it's far fetched? Do you think it could happen? Do you think it would uh, be successful? Just kind of your, your feeling of growing or not growing up, but living in that central Florida area. I, I think it could do, I think it could do pretty well. Um, I think it would you know take a while to, to build that fan base. Um, I mean, Orlando city just like really took off. Um, mm-hmm. down here and you know like they only played a couple of seasons and they got their own stadium so um <laughs> so I think uh I, I think it would do pretty well I mean there's I mean there is just a lot of you know tourism that comes in here and um whenever uh when the Braves did their spring training games at um at wide world of sports um those usually you see like a pretty good crowd and that would like draw in like a good amount of people because i went to a few of those when they were here um so i i mean i think that it could i think it could really take off i don't like um you know pat williams i um if memory serves me correctly he did kind of get the he got the magic here so um so he i mean i appreciate what he's doing but i feel like he'd I think for it to really be successful, it probably they need to like have like some youth at that um, mm-hmm. at that uh, grassroots organizing level, and yeah. um, because I mean it was it was neat. Like I watched the press conference, and it was like that's a really cool idea, and I think it could work. But I feel like they need like a different demographic, like trying to like push it forward. And um, and then the logo did look like something like that I saw like the Maitland Little League team having, and I was like, "Come on, like we could, yeah. we could do better." It, it was made on ninety five paint, you know. It was it was yeah. it was not great. It was not great. I, I I think Pat Williams did it himself. Actually, he he logged yeah. into his his laptop or his <laughs> big desktop computer and tried to devise something. No, I agree with you, Melissa. I think that yeah, yeah. Orlando City is a movement there's a huge Orlando magic yeah. fan. Like they support their teams. Yeah. And I think it's really all about if that mm-hmm. were to happen, putting it in the right place, the mm-hmm. right location to where you can mm-hmm. grasp so many people. Um, and but there's the another tourism point too, I, though, 
right? I yeah. Mean, if, I mean, you, you're going to get yeah. a new fan base every day. I mean, they're already there for Mickey Mouse. Why not watch a, a, a have the mm-hmm. a, American, uh, you know, ballpark experience? I think it, it could attract a lot of people that say, hey, you know, want to want to do this instead of, you know, uh, universal or whatever. Yeah. It, you know, I think that that'd be great for for Orlando to 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 get. But I do dislike the idea of traveling an hour and a half for baseball because I, I already travel an hour and 10 minutes. But you, Melissa, on have to actually do like around two hours when you guys want to go to the ballpark. So can you walk us through how yeah. that works? Do you guys take off days from work? Uh, how, how, how does how does that uh, work? We, um, Carlos and I, are both very fortunate um, that we have um, jobs that have a good amount of uh, paid time off. So, um, so what we did last year, uh, last year, we probably saw more, we went to, I think like we beat like our previous record and we traveled, uh, we 16 or 17 games. Awesome. Um, but what we'll normally do is if they have a day game, um, we'll take the day off and then like, we'll just, cause obviously traffic, just the traffic from Orlando to Tampa alone, sometimes feel a little hairy. So, um, so we'll take the day off work and just like come out for the day and, um, and then just, we'll just make a day of it. Um, what we really enjoyed doing last year was I came up with the phrase raycation. We would take a little raycation and, um, we would see like a weekend series. So we would, um, take Friday off of work and we would, um, drive, drive over and see like the Friday night game and then see like the Saturday game. Um, so I, we never, we usually would have to come home on Sundays. Like we couldn't stay for the Sunday game, but um, not for lack of trying. So, um, <laughs> so we would, we would, you know, just try to make like just kind of a day of it. I mean, every once in a while we just drive out like on a Saturday and drive back, but it's about like two hours. So um, we usually just put on a podcast or something and just, and just, make the drive so it it i feel like it was just worth it we both enjoy tampa and st pete so much but a lot of times we would leave like early in the morning and spend like the day maybe like in tampa like around like west shore and stuff and then like god like make you know go the rest of the way so um i've we've both really missed the missed the city this year we did um uh, like a month ago we just got up one saturday morning we we're like let's just go and so we just drove <laughs> We just went to, you know, just made the drive and just like had lunch and came back home. <laughs> so, That's so awesome. was, I like, cause we were just missing the city. Like Tampa, um, just that whole area is such a, like Tampa really, they really get behind their teams. Like when I mean, you see it with the lightning, you see it with the bucks. I mean, I feel like that was pre Tom Brady <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> behind their team. Um, I mean, they really get behind their teams. And um, you see, like, um, I follow Jane Caster on Twitter. And you see her, like, kind of posting mm-hmm. a bit more. Like, they, you know, rolled out the banner. And, yeah. you know, like, really trying. And obviously, she's been, like, really active in, like, the whole, you know, wanting to bring, build a stadium over there and everything. Obviously, like, we would not be opposed to a stadium in, like, you know, Ebor, Tampa area that shaves about like a half an hour off of, (laughs) off of the drive. But I mean, we're, you know, it's irrelevant to us. Like we don't live in Tampa or St. Pete, maybe eventually, you know, but um, who knows the way the world's going with working from home and stuff. Like, 
I did, I think at one point tell Carlos, if we switch to like a full work from home model, I'm like, we're out of here. Like we're heading to, <laughs> we're to <laughs> there we go. We're heading to Hillsborough. <laughs> and, and we, and we would love to have you. Cause then you, that would be more people that are race fans living in Hillsborough yeah. and then they can't, ignore uh our requests anymore okay uh kevin i think we've been very nice to melissa but it's time to put her on the hot seat i agree yeah and let me just put this out there uh no more excuses for people that live in tampa and Mm -hmm. complain about driving to see st petersburg that includes myself the herreras drive from orlando right to watch ray's game so no excuses there and one more quick thing melissa i do agree with you on um with Pat Williams being the Orlando magic co-founder and trying to get a raise team or not a raise team. Oh my gosh, that was a slip. Uh, <laughs> trying to get a baseball team to Orlando. Uh, you've got to hire some baseball people. You got to do what Nashville yeah. is doing with Dame, uh, Dave Dombrowski and the likes of that. So before we get to trivia with Melissa, we've got to tell you about built bar. The improved built bar is even more delicious than ever before. They're up to 18 amazing mm. flavors that includes six new flavors caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake and apple almond crisp cookies and cream i would love to try that i love cookies and cream ice cream here's an idea you put you cut up the built bar put little pieces into maybe a healthier cookies and cream, low Ooh. sugar, low fat option. Super that might loaded. be the move. Love it. Maybe microwave the built bar pieces for oh, a couple son. seconds, heat them up. Uh, yes. I'm loving this. Oh my gosh. Let's get a cooking sh- channel going. A cooking channel with Bartolo Colon yes. and Alejandro Kirk. And oh. if you're a out of shape baseball player, we want you to be on our cooking channel yes this is happening this is one day it'll happen this is a little food and built bars yes and this is a little inside content we did a uh what we think was a pretty entertaining uh pretty entertaining segment on uh out of shape baseball players on our patreon page patreon.com slash raise unfiltered uh what were we talking about built bar that's right uh let's get back to it Built bars are 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious guy or lady. Low sugar, low calorie, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Here, for example, speaking of cookies and cream, this is what you're going to get. 17 grams protein, 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, and just 4 grams net carbs. To get all that, go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, and that'll get you $10 off your next order. Again, use promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com, and they are offering a free cooler with purchase while supplies last at builtbar.com. Uh, Ulysses, I think you have a very interesting and good question. I will let you take it away. Well, uh, let's see here. So as a baseball lifer, Melissa, I thought we could ask you about players that are still hanging on to their careers. They're still active, but they have made their debuts uh, between 2001 and 2005. Okay. So uh, can you name 
three of the eight longest tenured baseball players still active today. I will give you the date of the oldest one, which is April 2nd. 2001 that's when this guy made his debut and the eighth guy on the list made his debut the 24th of june 2005 can you name three of the eight longest tenured baseball players still active today okay let's see here um the first one that comes to mind is um uh pulos albert pulos correct Um, okay. Uh, let's see. This is so much harder than when you're listening to it in the car. <laughs> um, he, uh, he's like, honestly, one of the only ones I can think of, like right off the top of my head. Yeah, that's, that's you all listen, I got. Do you have any hints? <laughs> I'm going to give you a hint. Okay. This guy is a countryman of mine. I always say he is my favorite guy to watch. I don't care if he's 37. People are crazy not to think that he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, He's won MVPs. And uh, he's a fun guy. I know he's 37, but he still has a baby face. Do you agree with that, Kevin? I would agree with that. I would also add to give a further hint, and this is almost giving it away, I think, I mean, if if he would be part of a trivia slash history question, if the Marlins were to make and win the World Series this year, that is correct. Let's see here. This guy would have played for the Florida Marlins. That's right, not the Miami Marlins. They were called back then. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Further hint: uh, he plays for a bad. Uh, actually, they were a little bit better than expected this year. Yeah. Franchise in the AL Central. Oh, he yes. is like 150 hits away from being a 3,000 hit club member. Uh, she's slipping on my boy. Kevin. How about this? What I can do? I I will I will. Can I? Can Melissa offer a lifeline and I help her out with this one? <laughs> Okay, she's okay, she's allowed to, yes. Okay, Melissa, would you like to use a lifeline? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Uh Miguel Cabrera. So so far there's ah. Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera. So really this question is a lot of old active players. Just some old dudes still mm-hmm. playing and some of them still going strong, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Well, the I, I can give you that. Number seven and eight on the list are from the Dominican Republic. They have both played for the Yankees. One as recently as last year as a trade deadline acquisition. He has a weird trot, a home run trot. Um, And the other one plays good second base. He still plays in New York, but not for the Yankees. So these are two different guys. Oh, is it, um, is one of them Bartolo Colon? Ooh, right team, oh, that's yeah. but not exactly. Second baseman and a DH. That's what you're looking at. I was just watching, like, some of well, I mean, the race is I, I can give a hint on the one that plays for the Mets. I don't know if you were listening to us. I guess it would have been 
last week or two weeks ago, Melissa, but I was just drooling over this guy and some of his uh, possibly Hall of Fame worthy stats. Ooh, that's um, right. I, I, I believe he was uh, playing designated hitter uh, for the Mets in this series, but uh, there was a good battle between him and Nick Anderson. Um, this guy Ooh. is just flat out raked for, you know, 15 plus years, I guess. Former Yankee, too. Former Yankee, then played with the Mariners, then got caught doing some things that he shouldn't have been doing, got a suspension, and then got traded to the Mets. Um, I can picture who you're talking about. I'm blanking on his name, but thinking, but a name that just crossed my mind, I don't know if he's still playing right, right off the top of my head. Is Ben Zobris still playing? Oh, by a year, by a year. But he would have made this list. He ah. would have made this list. Uh, <laughs> we are thinking Lifeline, Kevo? Yes, Lifeline. <laughs> Robinson <Okay>. Cano. <laughs> oh, and my God. Like, I can picture and the name is not coming. Look, <laughs> it's more you. difficult. That's what I tell people. Trivia is more difficult. I always look bad yeah. at trivia, and it is more difficult than people think. When it's the you're song. on the hot seat and you got the music going yeah. uh, in the background and everything like yeah. that, um, Ulysses, are there? I've got what I think is an easier question. Hopefully, Hit it. Um, but if you want to, do you want to maybe run through a couple names on that on that uh, list that you have and and just kind of tie that up? Okay, so it's Albert Pujols. Oliver Perez, Miggy Cabrera, Zach Granke, Yadier Molina, Shin Su Chu, Robinson Cano, and Edwin Encarnacion, a.k.a. I hold a parrot while I do my home run trot. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Oh, uh, man. I can't wait for Carlos to hear this. <laughs> no, it is okay. Trust me. I think we have a chance, Melissa, for you to redeem yourself here. Um, Evan Longoria, you said he was your favorite Ray of all time. Um, Yes. A couple of questions about him. Um, This might be to Tampa, so I don't blame you if you don't know this, Uh, but he owns a restaurant franchise in South Tampa, uh, and I believe it has also been featured... Uh, at the Trop. I don't know if it's still in the Trop, but do you know the name of this restaurant slash bar? It is not still in the Trop, but it is Duckies. <laughs> That's correct. You are correct. Very good. So did they get rid of Duckies? Uh, did they get rid of Duckies like the minute they traded into the Giant? Okay, we're, no. we're whitewashing this one down. Okay. I, I think it was there uh, in the 2018 season, but mm-hmm. it wasn't there in 2019 or 2020. That's okay. right. Yeah. Um, Melissa, great, uh, great answer there. You are correct, of course. Another question. Longo has an equal number of gold gloves in all-star appearances. Do you know how many that is? How many apiece that he has? Again, the same amount of gold gloves in all-star appearances in his career. Oh, he has three. You are correct. So he uh, made all-star appearances in 09, 010, 2010 in gold gloves in 09, 10, and 2017. Look at look at this. Two for two. Playing Longo. like uh, Randy Rosarina here. <laughs> I know. Um, the, final que- the final question that I have, uh, of course, on December 2017, 
The Rays traded Evan Longoria and cash considerations to the San Francisco Giants and received four players in return. Uh, can you name one of those four players and or prospects that uh, the Rays got back? I will say, uh, well, I don't know if any of these guys are still with the Rays, but it, uh, any of those four players that you can name? I was just about to ask. I don't think they're still with the team. Um, I am drawing a complete blank because the two people I thought of, they were already on the team. <laughs> you can ask for a hint if you'd like, and I'll, and I'll give you one. Okay, yes, yes I would absolutely appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> one of this uh, one of these guys played in the major league club for about two months he's a tampa guy he was an outfielder used to be very fast as a, as a young guy and um he played for tampa catholic high school or went to tampa catholic high school and got to play for the tampa bay Rays for a couple months in the 2018 season And he also started his career with the Twins. Am I wrong there? I think you're correct. Speedy outfielder. This other guy who was younger, he was also another Tampa kid. Uh, he got to play, in a, I think, for a couple seasons with the Rays. Not a lot of playing time. There were a lot of other middle infielders blocking his path. But apparently, he's getting uh, his, his shot with the Red Sox. And he got to hit the Rays pretty good for a couple home runs against the Rays, uh, I believe, in the last series. Correct, Kevin? Yep. Plays for the Red Sox and had quite the homecoming. I believe he played at Tornado High School. Yes. Was it Christian Arroyo? Yes. Oh, ding, my ding, God. Ding, very good. Yes. Uh, go. The other... <laughs> Very good. Three for three. Look at that. That's awesome. Um, Yes, Christian Arroyo, uh, Denard Spann. uh, That was the other name we were looking for. uh, Matt Crook. Nobody knows about him. And Stephen Woods. uh, Not really familiar with him either. So um, very good, Melissa. Thank you so much for joining us. We, We hope you had fun, even though I know trivia can get a little dicey and uh, the hot seat. It, it definitely gets warm uh, when you're yeah. featured on it, but uh, <laughs> would you recommend this to other listeners out there to, to join us on the show? I would. I absolutely would um, recommend it. Um, very gracious trivia host. And um, it, yeah, just, I absolutely would recommend it. It did not do nearly as bad as I thought it would. So <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on. Really, we do appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, uh, even though we, we, we've met in, in this year's race uh, fan fest, we can do it again uh, with other Locked On Race fans. Uh, so really, thank you so much, Melissa, for your support. And we really do appreciate it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for thank you for having me on. All right. We again want to thank Melissa Herrera for joining us on the program. If you're looking to do something similar to what Melissa did as a guest host and participate in trivia and just really talk with us for 30, 35, 40 minutes. Uh, email us at lockedonrays at gmail.com for more information on that. With that, that wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now play your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on MLB featuring Ulysses today. 
He is a guest host on Locked on MLB, so be sure you check out that. Yeah, yeah, of course. And we talk a race. We, we talk uh, bad about the Yankees. So why would you not tune into this? Tune into Ulysses and Sully. Sully might be taking my place on the Lockdown Rays podcast. <laughs> Sully and Ulysses five days a week. No, never, buddy. Yeah. Never, buddy. Seriously, go check it out. Fun, entertaining stuff. Uh, and you'll learn something, too. So hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you on Monday. Monday.